Welcome to the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast. It's March 20, 2018, and this is episode 612. Today, we continue our travelogue to walk you through our adventure on the second of my Japan Winter Wildlife Photography Tours for 2018, as we visit the Hooper Swans at Lake Kusharo. We pick up the trail on day 6, the middle day of our 12-day tour. After spending the morning driving over from the area in which we'd photographed the Red Crown Cranes, and a brief touristy stop at Lake Mashu to take in the scenery, we spent some time before lunch at Kutan, a small corner of Lake Kusharo, where there's a pool of unfrozen water thanks to the hot springs that flow into the lake there. This gives the swans somewhere to gather as they winter here from Siberia. This is often one of the most relaxing shoots on the trip, and this day was no different. I love just sitting out in the snow, often in the sun, and just waiting for the swans to do something. Like this one, as he reared up and flapped his wings a number of times, basically just having a stretch. I struggled to decide which of the three of my favourite frames to share with you, as they all show very different wing positions, but I think this frame shows the most detail in this magnificent animal. The swan is almost backlit, so relatively dark against the bright snow, but this is what's helped in some ways to give me the detail that I captured in this image. Swan's wings are something that I can look at for hours, so I'm always happy to find so much detail to pore over. My settings for this shot were f11 for a 1250th of a second at ISO 400, and I was using my 100-400mm lens at 400mm. I also enjoyed just watching a swan up on the snow beside me as it closed and then occasionally just slowly opened his eye to look around and check that we weren't getting too close for comfort. Again, this is very much about detail. When I zoom right in on the eyelids, the amount of detail recorded is unbelievable and I love the warm colours in this image. These images were all shot handheld, although, if I recall, for this one, I was probably resting my elbow on my knee as I knelt in the snow, pretty much like my company logo that I drew some 12 years ago, based on a shooting style that I use a lot when shooting handheld. My settings for this were an 800th of a second exposure at f11 with ISO 400 and again a focal length of 400mm. At the end of the afternoon we did our usual panning session, photographing the Hooper Swans from our geothermally heated beach at Suneyu, as they flew along the strip of Thord Lake while Miles Davis played out of the speakers from the nearby restaurant. The shots are relatively easy although getting a completely sharp head is a little more difficult. We get enough shots to pick and choose a little though. This is my pick from this first session. I like the warm light that was hitting the water again in this shot. We'd waited for the sun to go behind the mountain, but the sky was warming up nicely as sunset approached, and that was reflecting in the water. My settings were a 30th of a second at f16, ISO 500 at 100mm. I was still using my 100-400mm lens but zoomed right out 
as I was kneeling in the sand just a few metres from the edge of the lake. The following morning we went back to the lake after an early breakfast, in the hopes of capturing some good fly-ins with the mountains in the background. It was nice to get a little bit of mist over the frozen lake to begin with, although it cleared up relatively quickly. The great thing about photographing hooper swans is that they announce their arrival with that big hoop of theirs, so it's easy to notice them coming, and here I caught one of them hooping in flight. I'm not doing a lot to most of these images in post. Generally I add a little bit of clarity and pull the white point in on the level slider in Capture One Pro just to ensure that my whites are white. I, of course, am still using the technique known as ETTR, or exposed to the right, to get the brightest and highest quality images possible. But the raw processing engines that we use these days generally give you around two-thirds to a full stop of exposure back, so I like to use that additional dynamic range in situations like this. Also for this image, I ran a graduated adjustment filter along the frozen lake and just brightened it up very slightly, as it looked a little grey compared to the brightly lit swans. That's about it though, and these things are really just adding a tiny bit of polish, not critical changes. My settings for this shot were f11 for a thousandth of a second at ISO 400 and a focal length of 300mm. We enjoyed a number of fly-ins and some nice shots, but one of my favourite close-up images came 30 minutes later, as a group of swans came in to land, and one literally floated past me, enabling me to get this close-up at 135mm. I also like how there is a second swan in the distance, as this almost feels like a busy airport with a second plane queued up, waiting to land after this first one. Of course, the second swan coming into the frame was pure luck, although I was consciously pulling back enough to include part of the mountains, to put this swan in his environment. I love photographing the swans in the mist, with hardly any difference between the white of the swans and their surroundings, but when it's clear like this, I like to try to add a little more of the surroundings for context. My settings were f14 for a thousandth of a second exposure at ISO 640 at 135mm. At 9.30am we moved from Sunayu to Kotan and I shot a number of images of the swans in the mist, like we see in this image. To maintain the dreamy feel of the mist, I didn't add much clarity to the entire image here. Rather using an adjustment layer and just brushed in some clarity over the head and neck of the swan. Also, the stones in the foreground were a little too prominent, so I cloned out a few and then actually brushed in and layered a few more adjustment layers across the bottom of the frame to reduce the clarity of the rocks, making the mist or steam around the base of the swan a little bit stronger. My settings for this were f14 for an 800th of a second at ISO 500 and a focal length of 312mm. About 15 minutes later, as I was still waiting for something to happen in the mist, I heard the Hooper Swans announcing their arrival again and turned to see a nice big group flying over the frozen lake. 
The mountains in the background at Kusharo Lake make it, in my opinion, one of the most beautiful spots on the planet to photograph hooper swans. Conscious of the beauty of the mountains, I stopped my aperture down to f14 to get the background a little sharper than it would be at f11 or so. It's not a huge difference, but it's visible and a welcome bit of depth of field in this situation. The swans on the left of the frame are a bit too bunched up for my liking, but the mountains here kind of make it a keeper. My other settings were a thousandth of a second shutter speed at ISO 500 and a 100mm focal length. This next shot, 15 minutes later again at the same location, was a bit of a sight to see. There were three hooper swans flying in in the foreground and another 12 of them forming a beautiful evenly distributed line in the background. I've cropped this down to a 16 by 9 aspect ratio to enable the viewer to focus more on the line of swans and because I had to zoom in to 400mm for this shot so the depth of field is much shallower, even at f14. Because I'd zoomed in, the top of the mountains wasn't visible either, so it wasn't so important to keep them in the frame. My shutter speed was still a thousandth of a second at ISO 640 now. 17 seconds later, the swans forming the distant rank in the previous image were over the mountains filling my frame at 100mm. So once again, the f14 aperture worked well, to give me lots of depth of field for a wider shot, as we can see here. I kind of like this shot, although I'm not a huge fan of the dirty bellies on these swans. They sometimes get dirty like that because the water is very shallow in the thawed pools that they roost in, so the dirt and algae that forms on the rocks on the lake bed rubs against them as they sleep. In the past, I've seen the swans fly in with small black balls of grit stuck to their underbellies, and seeing that in my photos caused quite a strong negative reaction in me. I can just about live with this dirtiness, but I couldn't even look at the grit shots for some reason. Later this day we went back to Sunayu and did another panning session. I've shared enough panned swan shots for this season though, so I won't bore you with another one today. The following morning we went back to Sunayu for one last dawn fly-in shoot before we'd start the next leg of our journey. This next image is one of my favourite shots from this morning as 11 swans approach the beach relatively nicely spread out and with the trees in the background. The piled up snow on the right is a bit of an eyesore but I still kind of like this probably because of the contrast between the birds and the trees, and I also like how there is some steam coming up from the band of thawed water along the edge of the lake leading through the frame. My settings for this were f14 for a thousandth of a second, at ISO 640 and a focal length of 176mm. A member of my group asked me about this, so I'd like to add that I'm actually zooming out as I shoot this kind of image to keep the swans framed nicely as they get closer. If I check my EXIF data on this kind of series of images, I see that I'm gradually zooming out, making the focal length wider and wider as the birds approach. Okay, so let's wrap it up there for this week. 
Next week, we'll continue our journey as we head over to Laosu on the Shiritoko Peninsula, where we'll photograph the stellar sea eagles and white-tailed eagles, and visit the Notsuke Peninsula to photograph the Ezo deer and northern red fox. Note that although our 2019 Snow Monkeys and Hokkaido tours have been sold out for a while now, we are now taking bookings for 2020. So if you think you might want to join us, please take a look at the tour page at mbp.ac slash ww2020. Thanks very much for listening today. If you enjoy this podcast, please share a link with your friends. Subscribe in iTunes or your favorite podcast program to ensure uninterrupted delivery. If you have a moment to rate the podcast or leave us a review in iTunes, that helps to keep us relevant in the huge number of podcasts out there now. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, etc., and links to everything that I'm up to are at martinbaileyphotography.com, so do drop by and take a look. I'll be back next week with another episode, but in the meantime, you take care and have a great week, whatever you're doing. Bye-bye.